Welcome to the Subbox Startup Challenge, where I'm taking you on a five-day sprint to fast-track your subscription box business success. Each episode includes actionable activities to kickstart your business with real stories and examples from my five-plus years as a subscription box owner. Hey, I'm Jessica Principe. I started my Subbox business from my kitchen table in 2016 with a dream in my heart and two kids at my feet. Fast forward to today and my business serves thousands of women each month. It has completely changed my life and I can't wait to show you how you can do the same. So grab a notebook and a pen because we've got work to do. Welcome back to the Subbox Startup Challenge. You may already have an idea for a subscription box, which is great, but if you don't, I'm going to give you some activities to work through to help you come up with your perfect idea and help you develop your concept. Even if you've already come up with your idea, still take a listen to this episode because you might find some inspiration on how you can tweak or adjust your idea slightly to make it even more irresistible. But first, let's go over some basics about how exactly the subscription box model works. It's important that you understand these foundations as you're planning to build your own. The subscription model is based on the concept of recurring revenue. So this means that when someone signs up to your subscription, they are agreeing to be automatically charged again at the interval or frequency that you have set up ahead of time. Recurring revenue is so fabulous because as a business owner, it brings financial predictability to your business. So not only does that give you peace of mind knowing how much revenue you'll be able to bring in each month, but it also adds tremendous value to your business. I always like to say, imagine not ever having to worry about starting the month at $0 in revenue. You know every single month that you have subscribers that are going to be renewing without having to go acquire them through marketing. The more predictable your sales are, the more valuable your business becomes if you ever plan to sell it in the future. So just something to keep in mind. Your subscription frequency is the interval of time between boxes. So this is usually monthly, but it can also be bi-monthly, which would be every other month, quarterly, annually, or basically any other interval of time that you choose. There are two types of subscription boxes that you can consider when trying to come up with your perfect idea. First up is a curated subscription box. So this is what you would think of when you think of a traditional subscription box. They're shipments, but they could be boxes or mailers that contain an assortment of products that are based around a common theme, category, or interest. So think FabFitFun or Ipsy. Those are examples of a curated collection of items that are different each month, and they're generally placed together around a specific theme or interest to create an experience. A curated subscription box is a great option because they're trendy and consumers really love the excitement and thrill of receiving a surprise box each month. Think about your own life and what types of subscriptions you belong to. I bet you have at least one. Another example of a curated subscription box is an activity kit. So this would be something that provides your customers with an interactive experience. For example, my friend Betsy owns We Craft Box, which is a kids arts and crafts subscription box. She sends kits to her subscribers each month filled with all the material that they're going to need to create a themed craft project. This could be done with cookies, jewelry, STEM activities, and more. You can get really creative when it comes to thinking up a curated subscription that comes in a kit. 
The second type of subscription box is a replenishment style. A replenishment subscription is generally where customers receive the same product or the same type of product on a recurring basis to replenish a product or group of products that they consume regularly. So a great example of this is my brand, All Girl Shave Club. We sell shaving razors and whip shave butter, and we offer both of those products on subscription replenishment style. That means that our subscribers receive razor refill cartridges and shave butter directly to their home on the schedule or frequency that they choose. When you're considering a replenishment style subscription, think about the life cycle of the product and how often your customer will need a replenishment. For example, if you're doing a candle of the month box, you'll want to think about how long it takes someone to burn through the candle that you're featuring in your subscription. If it takes two months on average and you're sending your boxes monthly, your customer will start to have product piling up, which could cause them to cancel. So really take some time to think about your frequency as it relates to your products and your niche. You want to find the sweet spot so that your customers are ready for more when their subscription renews and so that they don't get bogged down with too much product. Fun fact, I subscribe to all of our household products like paper towels, laundry detergent, toilet paper, all of that on Amazon Prime. I hadn't quite figured out the best cadence for us and our toilet paper needs, and we were starting to get quite the stockpile in our basement because it kept renewing before we could use it all. Every time my husband would carry in a new pack, he'd say, are you ever going to cancel this? And I meant to, but I just didn't get around to it. And then April 2020 hit and the world ran out of toilet paper, but not us. That was one subscription I was grateful that I had gotten behind on. We had enough to share with neighbors, friends, and family who couldn't find any in the store. So it's just a funny story that I always think about whenever I teach about replenishment subscriptions. But I will say that it's unlikely that people are going to go so long before canceling if their product is piling up. So definitely consider the life cycle of the product when you're creating your subscription frequency. A replenishment style subscription doesn't need to be limited to just consumables though. It could be a product that people tend to collect or they want to buy on a regular basis. For example, you could create a replenishment style subscription of hair bows for little girls where your customers would get new hair bows each month that could be based on holidays, themes, styles, or even colors. Another example could be a snack box with snacks for certain dietary groups like keto-friendly snacks or snacks for athletes. You can also layer these models and incorporate more than one style into your subscription program. For example, you can combine your candle replenishment box with other curated items to go with the candles each month. Okay, so now that you have an understanding of how the subscription box model works, let's dive into finding your big idea. It might seem overwhelming when you're first sitting down to try to pinpoint your perfect subscription box idea, but I'm hoping that this next exercise will help to alleviate some of that overwhelm and get all sorts of juicy ideas flowing. I'm often asked how I came up with my idea to start All Girl Shave Club. It truly came to me out of seemingly nowhere in the shower of all places. I always joke that that's where I get my best ideas, but it's so true. At the time, my shower was often the only few minutes of uninterrupted alone time that I had in my day, being a mom to two little boys and working full time. It was early May. I was getting ready to shave, reaching for my husband's razor. I kept forgetting to buy myself replacement blades and... My razor was a goopy, rusty mess from sitting in the shower for too long. I liked his because, let's face it, it worked better than mine, and I wanted a shave that would last a couple of days so I didn't have to do it again the next day. As I was about to steal his, I realized, you know, why isn't there a shaving subscription service for women? 
yeah, I know I could have joined his, but that would only solve part of my problem. What I really wanted were products that were made for me, something that would be just as good, if not better than his, that would be gentle on my sensitive skin and would smell amazing and look glam in my bathroom too. Products that I would actually look forward to using. I started thinking about all the different types of products that I could package together to make shaving and grooming less of a chore and more of a luxury-infused treat. I realized that if I felt this way about shaving, there had to be other women out there who felt the same, and maybe this was something I could build a business around. As you can see, my idea came as a result of trying to solve a pain point in my own life. I want to share one other story as an example for you. My sister Becca wanted to start a subscription box after she saw how much fun I was having with All Girl Shave Club. She took a different approach than I did coming up with her idea. She started by thinking about what she was interested in and how her experience in the wedding and hospitality industries could be translated into a subscription box. She thought about her love for wedding planning and the excitement around the special time that comes with being a newly engaged bride and decided to start a subscription box for brides-to-be that would help them celebrate their engagement and prepare for and plan their weddings in a stress-free, fun way. Becca backed into her idea by starting with something she already knew and loved and created a subscription box to help brides-to-be make wedding planning more fun and stress-free. If you don't have any ideas jumping out at you, I want you to start by brainstorming all of the different things that you like or are passionate about. To get started, answer these five questions. One, what are your hobbies? Two, are there any things you are buying regularly to support your hobbies? Three, what are your special talents or skills? For example, do you play an instrument or do you meal plan for your family like a pro? Or maybe you're a talented photography or party planner. Four, is there something that you do that comes really easy and naturally to you that your friends and family are always in awe of? Five, are there any causes that you really believe in? This is a brain dump. Don't restrict yourself or hold any ideas back. I want you to write everything down that pops into your mind, even if it sounds or seems ridiculous. Something totally off the wall may end up being your best idea with just a small adjustment. So write it all. And if you're not sure and you want to ask a friend or family member if they see anything in you that comes really easily or naturally or something that you're, you know, really into that maybe you're forgetting, feel free to involve friends or family as well. Okay, next, I want you to visit CrateJoy.com for inspiration. CrateJoy is a marketplace for subscription boxes. You can search by category, by recipient, by interest, or even by price. Although I have to be honest, I don't recommend building your box idea by a price point. So don't be tempted to do that if you do go there. They also have editor's picks and other roundups based on what's most popular. This is the perfect place to draw inspiration from. Now, I think it goes without saying, but just in case, I don't want you to full out copy anyone. This is just to get an idea for what's already out there and to show you the expansive possibilities of things that you could do too. Ideas truly are a dime a dozen. It's what you do with the idea that sets you apart. Just because there are already other tea boxes doesn't mean you can't do one too. For now, generate some ideas and write them down. The next thing I want you to do is take a home tour, either physically or imaginatively walk around your house and think about the things that you or your family members use on a daily or consistent basis. What kinds of things are you buying regularly? Maybe there's something in your life that you use regularly that you could improve on like I did with my razors. List all of those ideas. 
Lastly, put on your problem-solving hat. Do you have a pain point in your life that you could solve with a product or a subscription box? Is there a way you could improve someone else's life or make things easier or better for them in some way? Once you're done, I want you to go back through your list and circle or highlight your top five favorites. Once you've narrowed it down to your top five, the next step in the process is to qualify your idea by answering two very important questions. One, does it fit within a niche market? And two, does it serve a passionate audience? What does that even mean? Well, a niche market is a very specific yet profitable corner of the market. For example, health and fitness is a pretty broad market. A niche market would be narrowing that market down a little bit to, for example, female cycling. You see how that's more specific. It's a more defined corner of the health and fitness market. The qualifier, though, is that it's a profitable market. So if we take our example of female cycling and we change it to vegan mom cycling, that might be a little too specific to be profitable. A passionate audience is generally characterized by having groups of people that are all interested in the same thing. You can easily find blogs, Facebook groups, Instagram pages, or other types of online communities and forums around passionate audiences. A great example of a passionate audience is pet owners. Pet owners are passionate about their pets and they'll definitely spend money on them. But pet owners can also be a pretty broad market. If we niche that down to Pomeranian dog owners or hamster owners, that would be a niche market that serves a passionate audience. Another example of a niche market serving a passionate audience would be yarn crafters. They might fall under the crafters niche, but niching it down to yarn crafters carves out a specific profitable corner of the market. It also qualifies as a passionate audience because there are loads of raving communities, blogs, and passionate groups of people who love creating with yarn. See, that wasn't too bad, right? Now it's your turn. Take your ideas and qualify them by asking if they fall within a niche market and if they serve a passionate audience. If none of your ideas can be qualified by answering yes to both questions, then think about how you might be able to tweak one of your ideas so that it could fit or head back to your list of ideas and try again. If you end up with more than one qualified idea, then it's time to pick your favorite. Which one are you most excited about? Once you've decided, pat yourself on the back. You've got a brilliant idea and you're one step closer to bringing it to life. I'm so excited for you and I would love to hear all about it. Cheering you on always. Bye for now. If you're ready to build a solid plan for your subscription box business and get your idea off the ground, head over to subscriptionboxessentials.com and grab my ebook packed with 16 expert chapters to guide you step-by-step in building your business foundation, carving out your concept, and preparing you for pre-launch. It comes with over 20 interactive worksheets, templates, planning pages, scripts, resource lists, and so much more to give you the ultimate head start in bringing your business to life. You can save 20% when you use coupon code PODCAST today. That's subscriptionboxessentials.com.